Bild. What's my name again? Well, my name's Tasty Morsels, and welcome to <laughs> Superflex. <laughs> We're back, babes. Yes, we are. Yay, Superflan fam, let's do this. I'm a drag queen who loves to bake and also loves to watch Bake Off, and I'm joined by my theatre queen, Sarah. Hi, I have been so sick this week that even if I could taste all these fabulous flavour combinations, I wouldn't be able to taste them. Oh. So none of those, like, getting the Coke and putting it under the thing and then putting it under the other thing and then putting it under the other thing for you? At the movies, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what how are you people like mix the mix yeah. No, no that's what flavors. I do. No, absolutely. When I go to the cinema, I do Pepsi Max and creaming soda or whatever the oh, red okay. one is. Yeah, that's red that's Fanta. Fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's what I do at the cinema. Yeah, sometimes I worry that people are like, I just need this to taste as much as like generic sugar as possible, so they mix everything in. <laughs> I just want a sweet beverage. The bees. Well, except Pepsi have done. Pepsi have done like a creaming soda Pepsi. Yeah. But like it's like a like a mix. No, I, tried... I don't like it. It's not the same as mixing okay, the mixing yeah. the two at the cinema. It's oh, not the same. I can't tell you why. To et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, we're off topic. <laughs> so welcome mm. to Superfans. Mm-hmm. If this is your first time, uh, welcome, welcome. We are a Bake Off podcast and we just love to talk about Bake Off, so that's what we're going to do. Um, and we also yep. want to say thanks for those who are joining us. We've had a bit of a break. We've had busy lives and lots of theatre related things mm. happening. So it's great to be back podcasting, though. I'm very excited to talk about the new season of Great British Bake Off, Sarah. Absolutely. I'm very excited. I love a exactly. recap. So I'm, I'm glad we're here and ready to do it. So, kicking it off, we have a few new things on Bake Off this season. New bakers, 12 mm-hmm. of them. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, what a twist. I um, know. <laughs> and a new host. We've got Alison Hammond joining us, and she's delightful. I love her. I was, I was actively really excited when they announced her as the new host. Me too. Like, yeah. my energy for the show yeah, just I think she is going to be a great addition. I'm really like even before seeing this episode, I was so excited. Yeah, good chemistry with Noel. Like they just seem to really be enjoying spending time with each other, which I think Noel and Matt did, but it just they sure. were too much of the same, too much of one thing. As we, I think they had. The, I think we've talked about before. They both have a real affinity for um, leaning more towards. The, like absurdist yeah, absurdist, humor, postmodern, etc. Yeah, so and which is fine, but it can get a little bit same same, and no sort of breath for other mm, things. Agreed. So I'm excited to see how this goes. Me too. So what did you think of the opening skit? Um, I loved Me it. Me too. It was so um, good. So, so like it started, and I was like, ooh. Ooh, we've got an Italian cinema feel going on here, you know. And then, and then, and it comes up and says the Breadfather, and I'm like, yes. And then we we we, we zo- not zoom in, but we open on the back of Paul Hollywood's head, and I'm sad that he wasn't stroking. Like Fluffy Cat would have been wouldn't have been right, but at least he could have been stroking like a, a breadstick. I don't know, like a pavlova. 
breadstick, you know, something, something, but that doesn't matter. Smearing it on himself. Okay. I panicked, panicked. I couldn't think of something else. But, you know, the the Don Polionio, like so so good. good. Um, The loaf of bread in the bed instead of the horse's head. Like that's magic. Like and then, you know, talking about new addition to the family, which was Alison, and then talking about how she had to like prove oh, fucking, oh it was great. Oops, I swore. Bad Sarah. Um, we're not supposed to do that. <laughs> but also Alison looked amazing. How yeah, good was her makeup? Just full bead. Love oh, it. Magic. Um proving, not prue, great. Laughed out loud, like Okay. Oh, just I love really it when good, they just really lean intro. into absurdity. It just it what makes the most magic but, because then it's a pun in itself. Like it was like it was heavy metal. Like it was so good, and also like I'm sure it didn't cost a lot, but it looked like they had great production values yeah, I'm sure for like this little skit. Office that they found that had an old school desk and like yeah, mm. so cute. Perfect. So cute. Loved it. Yeah. Double all the ticks. Muffins. Gold stars all round. <laughs> so it's Cake Week on yes. Bake Off. How exciting. We love Cake Week. It, it's all, it's... usually the first week of Bake Off. You know, it's... It's usually first week, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. another thing um, that's new this week, uh, this, this season, is that we've got, I want to say Brendan, yes. the British Sign Language Interpreter. I didn't think to what I may to have got his name wrong, but I liked that they introduced him. Me neither. I feel really bad about it. Um, but I liked that they introduced him, that he wasn't just like part of the scenery. So I, I appreciated that. Although I do then have a little bit of a bone to pick with the production team. Sometimes when um, mm-hmm. Tasha is on screen, they've framed it so that her hands okay. aren't fully in the frame all the time. And that mm. bothers me. I'm like, if, if someone's signing, I want to see everything. Uh, I, I just think yeah. it's matters, you know, but that's okay. The fact that they have a BSL interpreter there and acknowledged him as being a person. Fair enough. No, loved I, it. I get, I get, I get what you say. It makes sense. Um, mm. I, I mean, I'm sure it's partly to do with trying mm. to, frame mm. it up properly because of how the how they lay out the thing so it's a it's a challenge it's 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 yeah it's gonna and it's gonna be the setup it's gonna be the setup you know when when they have you know the confessionals everyone yeah. is the same distance from the camera you know so it's it would just be her hands are lower oh, than where they would normally frame somebody's here. body so i get it right okay. but yeah fair enough good point yeah that's what i think So signature bake, signature bake. What a bake! So this week they had to do vertical layer cakes, yeah. Which I know well. I can guarantee has been inspired by Ottolenghi because in, oh really? It's a cake that is that that's literally this that I have made from his. I think it's sweet cookbook. Cool. So I reckon from that being Ottolenghi has a big Instagram thing following yeah so you know became a popular way of doing a cake so i'm sure that's yeah part of it yeah so what the judges were asking for was a perfectly baked sponge 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 um rolled with a mm. filling um and they wanted it and they said it's basically like as you say a, a bit like a swiss roll standing up yes. um they're looking for height they're looking for color and plenty of flavors um 
I thought this was a pretty cool starting off challenge. I thought um, you were asking I a thought, lot. Oh, you think it? Okay, so maybe it is harder than I thought. I just thought it was good because there was a technical aspect to yeah. it, you know, having to get the sponge cooked the right amount and then actually roll it evenly and have all the evenness, but also the room for, like, the creativity when it comes to, like, how you decorate and, like, flavours and stuff, but, like, not, like, something absolutely off-the-wall hardcore for the first week. So you think it was actually quite challenging? Um, I just think make, making them do, like, a cake like that is you would usually be a technical or a showstopper but be more highly decorated for a showstopper but i just thought it was quite a lot for what's meant to be a shorter challenge so like you know how normally they're like do a cupcake or do a muffin or but it would be 12 and they have to be identical still that wouldn't be do a cupcake still easier yeah, yeah fair, I, just, fair. I just think a um, whole cake I, is a lot. But that being said, because they're sponge cakes and because they have to bake them so thin, that actually wouldn't eat mm, up a lot of time. Mm. They're, you know, they're only in the oven for like 20 minutes max, yeah. not even. So I guess when you think of it that way, maybe it's not as big as I'm making that. <laughs> I just, I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty cool challenge. I liked it. I was excited. And yeah. I thought we had some really interesting outcomes. Yeah, that would be one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought most people did pretty well. Um, just some, yeah, some interesting construction mm. challenges, I'd say, is where most people seem to fall down. Or lean to the side. Or squish <laughs> out. <laughs> right. Will we get into looking at them? Yes, we will. So first up, we have Rowan, and he made a chocolate and raspberry vertical layer cake. And it was inspired by the birthday cake that they'd made for their 21st birthday, um, which is essentially a wedding cake, uh, which I thought was quite cute. Um, Good on you, Rowan. Love it. Uh, Rowan is our youngest baker this season. 22. Uh, No, 21. Ah, okay. 21. um, And it was a dark chocolate sponge. Um, and Rowan went for like height, heaps of height. Yeah. It was very, very like cylindrical. Yeah. Um, it, it did have a bit of a lean. Um, but I mean, I thought it was quite nice looking, um, even with the lean. And as we then saw, almost everyone had some sort of like structural integrity issue. Um, it's not like Rowan was the only one. Um, yeah. Prue said that it was a perfect example of a vertical cake when they cut into it and pulled out the layers because the point of the the vertical layer cake is that you get stripes, I yeah. guess, rather than rather than like horizontal layers. Yeah, rather than like the the layers that you would normally get in a cake. Um, in this sort of thing, when you cut into it, obviously you're getting those stripe up and down stripes of cake yeah. and icing and, and really um, clearly defined cream or whatever. With your- with your filling so that it looks very yep. regimented. So um, um, Paul also liked it. Um, he said it was quite delicate, but the flavours were still there. Um, and But then Paul did say, you know, be aware of the strength of flavours that you put in, which I thought was very helpful feedback. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so I quite liked that. Um, did you like it? What did you think of this one? I thought it was quite pretty. I liked the decoration. Is Quite a camp little cake because mm. it wasn't like a full-on wedding cake, obviously, because that would be multiple tiers. Uh, it was a 
kind of just miniature wedding cake. I mean, it was inspired by a wedding cake, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought it was cute. And, you know, chocolate and raspberry, it's pretty hard to go wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So would you eat or yeet, Sarah? I would eat this one. Um, I'd be nervous about how rich the chocolate would be, but by the sounds of it, it wasn't too full on. How about you? I'd eat for sure. Yeah. Pretty traditional um, so, flavors, I think. Yeah, pretty pretty nice. Mm. All right, Josh's tropical vertical layer cake. So Josh was doing um, alternating colored sponge layers around mm. a passion fruit curd and a coconut buttercream. Um, I thought it looked fairly, you know, even, um, and I also thought the yeah. decoration looked quite pretty. Um, unfortunately. Paul said that he'd overbaked the sponges. First of many. Um, but Prue said that the flavour was sensational. Yeah, I thought it looked nice. I think the flavours there being um, the passion fruit curd and a coconut buttercream sound quite nice. No? No one? Not for me. I don't like passion fruit. Oh, right, of course. I should have known that. There's a yeet, immediate yeet. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. I'd probably eat. Yeah, fair. All right. Next we have Amos's blood orange and dark chocolate vertical layer cake. The first of the Jaffa cakes. Yeah, one of two. Yeah, it felt like... Highlander cake. (laughs) I don't know. Um... So Amos did uh, ha- had blood orange and dark chocolate drips around the outside and orange in the sponge as well. Um, he talked about how he thought he was maybe getting ahead of himself and he, he talked about how he often bakes with his mum mm. and that he said that, like, his mum says he always needs to slow down, so that was quite cute. <laughs> um, his rolling looked unfortunate. Oh. Like there was a lot of cracking going on and then, oof, those chocolate drips, that was, that was, they split. They split while he was putting them on the cake maybe. I mean, surely you'd have noticed before you put them on the cake, but. Uh, I don't it know. Was, it could be that it split while it was hanging there. I don't know. I don't know, but it was not, appet- like it was gross. Like it looked gross. It was not appetizing yeah, looking. I'm sorry. Based on looks alone, I'm going to yeet it. Yeah. Um. And Prue and Paul said that the layers weren't even, which we could see when he was rolling. Like he had some really, really thick um, filling in some places and it just did not roll Mm. evenly at all. Um, And they said that the chocolate dominated and they didn't get a lot of the orange, which kind of defeats the purpose of a chocolate orange cake. Yeah, Um, pretty much chocolate cake. But yeah, yeet for me. I I wouldn't eat this. There's no way. It didn't look very nice. Sorry. Sorry. I liked Amos, but no. But no. Um, all right. And then next up we have Christy, I think it is. Yes. Christy's yes. lemon orang vertical layer cake. Which was based on her mum's lemon orang recipe. And she also Lovely. had some um, meringue kisses on top. Well, she was supposed to have meringue kisses on top. And she talked about how she had three different levels of, of lemon in it. Levels. Three different types of, of lemon. Uh, so God she had limoncello. 
She had limoncello, lemon juice, and lemon zest because um, she was like, you know, needs to be very I mean, lemony. That's kind of more just two types of lemon, limoncello and lemon. S- <laughs> sources of lemon? I don't know. Lemon zest is different to lemon juice. Yeah, but you get they're different. The same ingredient. Yes, but they're two different hits of flavor. Yeah, I, I, I hear what she's. Okay. I hear what she's putting right. down. Um, the judges really thought it was really nice to look at. Um, and when they cut it open, they were excited and said she had some good vertical lines. Um, Prue thought it was delicious, but Paul thought it could have punched harder with the flavour. So I guess she needed four or five different types of lemon. Maybe. Maybe she also needed lemon honey. I don't know if it's a thing. <laughs> I have no idea. Lemon myrtle. Yes. Lemon grass. Ooh, lemon grass. All right. <laughs> Next up, we've got Nikki's. Oh, sorry, will you eat or yeet? Oh, I think I'd eat that one. Yeah, yeah nice. I'd eat it. She had, yeah. nice, she had nice stripes. Mm. All right, next we have Nikki's St. Clement's Vertical Layer Cake. Mm. So um, that's an orange and lemon-flavoured mm-hmm. one uh, because you've got the orange and the lemons ring, sing, sing the bells of St. Clement's, something like that. Yes, I believe so. It's like it's a nursery rhymey type song, uh, and which Nikki referenced. Um, so it was a blood orange Swiss roll sponge with lemon curd and an orange and rosemary syrup, which I think is an interesting. It's a very British cake. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> poor Nikki. Uh, it looked like a barrel, according to Paul. Yeah, I mean, if, she, if she'd managed to get it shaped like a bell, that would have been impressive. But no, she went for the <laughs> barrel. <laughs> I thought it was quite cute, to be honest. Um, her layers were pretty even, and they said that the flavour was very subtle and delicious, but again, Paul said that it wasn't punchy enough. So that's that's two people with lemon flavouring that he didn't mm. think you know, smacked him in the face hard enough. Uh, Nikki then said, perhaps it grows on you, and Paul said, like a fungus. So Paul, Paul was on fire. I don't get the fungus reference. Is that meant to be something specific? Well, because well, no, funguses grow on, on uh, things. Okay. Right. He wasn't referencing the cake. He was like, like a fungus. It just seems mean, you know. It was mean. <laughs> okay. It was mean. <laughs> what, what, what a comment. Um, <laughs> would you eat or eat this one? I think I'd eat it. I think with the flavour I'd eat it, orange, lemon and rosemary. Yeah, that's quite nice. And it, and it wasn't offensive looking. No, so, yeah, it I'd eat. like someone who's not a pro baker breaked it like it looks like what to be fair mine would probably look like this <laughs> so mm. um you know coming from mm. a, a place of love <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh and paul says he didn't think it's terrible oh dear anyway all right next we have abby's forage wild poppy seed lemon and black currant vertical layer cake yeah, and she also foraged um, gorse petals for the, the decoration. I don't um, know what a gorse is. I don't know, but, but they were yellow flowers. They yeah. were fine. Um, so as you say, the poppy seed and the black currant were foraged for as well. Um, I thought it was pretty. Yeah. Um, I think hers was probably the most kind of Insta-worthy yeah. looking cake. Yeah. And it was it was interesting how she didn't have like the outside be just like one solid color. She sort of let it have almost like an. It wasn't naked, but she had like a sort of a swirliness going on yeah, that gave like it a, a little ripple. bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
the judges loved the flavor and they said the balance between the texture and the buttercream was beautiful. So they yeah. quite liked that. I thought it was adorable. Mm. Um, the foraging is a lot. like Poppy seeds? You foraged poppy seeds? Really? <laughs> but I also appreciate the effort. I think it. she has this, Abby is very like, has, you can see that there's a very specific person there. Like, you mm. know, she goes foraging and she bakes and she's probably, you know, quite a lovely kind of, you know, whatever. Cottage core. It is very cottage core. Yeah. Yeah. Like her and Rowan, I could see in like a, like Rowan making his little wedding cakes or whatever and her <laughs> making a little forage cakes. Um, and they'd be in like a little Ghibli film or something. Yeah. I think that would be quite funny. Anyway, <laughs> or, or like very Enid Blyton almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, would you eat or yeet? I think I would eat. Yeah, I'd definitely eat. I think it's probably got the most, um, one of one of the better flavour profiles out of the bunch as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Dana's salted caramel latte vertical layer cake. So this was coffee Swiss roll sponge uh, with salted caramel buttercream. Um, she did make me laugh. There was a moment where she was uh, doing her um, caramel mm-hmm. and she was talking about how she was just going to balance the flavours. Look at me getting all master chefy. <laughs> and Alison was like, no, wrong show. We're not getting Master Chefy here. No Master Chef. <laughs> Got it. Um, I struggled to decide how this looked because they did not give us a side view of this cake, uh, like at all. Yeah, which was really weird. It was just a like top down. So I don't know. I liked how fine her layers were. I thought she'd done a really good job with them being fine and even. There was um, which a lot a of challenge. them as well. Like right? compared to some of the other ones, which maybe only had. Like maybe six. Yeah, Hers exactly. Like she had like maybe twenty. Yeah, almost. it was really impressive. But I think there yeah. was like because the people who went more for height, they even though they all cooked the same amount of cake, they weren't as wide. So I guess maybe hers was a little bit more stumpy. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and the judges basically said that the flavors were good and not too salty. Yeah, I mean, I think she was she was right in like doing. a a coffee cake and then the buttercream being salted caramel to like separate out the two flavors a bit and not be too sweet yeah because if you made a coffee cake with salted caramel i feel like it would just be mostly taste sweet Mm. so then you've got that plus is yeah it's just too much sweet all at once whereas this you can eat the cake and it be a bit more savory with the saltiness yeah 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 Anyway, would you eat or yeet, Sarah? Yeet. Yeet? Coffee. Yes, coffee. I'd eat. I thought it looked nice. If I didn't know it was coffee, I'd eat it, and then I'd be horrified. (laughs) All right. Saku's Charminda's favourite vertical layer cake. So this was a lemon and blueberry vertical cake, which I think sounds great. Um, So it was sharp lemon cream cheese Oh, sorry. Sharp lemon cream. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Sharp lemon cream cheese icing well with a blueberry buttercream. 
Um, Prue was a bit worried um, that the blueberry wouldn't come through very strongly. Mm. Um, but Saku said that she'd made a blueberry reduction to add to the buttercream to make sure the flavour really came through. Um, Saku really stood out to me in the opening package. Um, you know, at the start yeah, of the show yeah. when we sort of get the little like, I mean, they don't say this season on MasterChef. Oh, wrong show. This season on <laughs> Great British Bake Off. But like that little thing, um, Saku stood out at the start about saying that she was frightened, you know, yeah, quite. Yeah. And and the judges asked her, are you nervous? And and she said, yes. And then Paul came around and gave her a hug. And it was a nice hug. Yeah. And it made her day. <laughs> and I'm jealous. Um. She's, she's a bit worried in the middle. Um, her sponge was sticking to the baking paper, but it didn't seem to result in too many cracks. No, it so that right in the end. There's always going to be so a little that bit seemed to work out. Down. Yeah, it, and it, it did end up having quite a lean, mm. but, like, that's not like she was the only one who did it. Um, I didn't love her flowers down the side. It was a bit, bit 80s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, I felt, it felt a bit retro to me. Um, Paul liked the colours. Um, he said the stripes were there and they did say that the, the lemon was very sharp and, and it brought the sweet, sweet and sour together very nicely. Um, Prue was really impressed actually with how she got the flavor out of the blueberries. So big tick there. I thought it was quite a pretty little cake. The, the, the Mm. stripes weren't quite straight. I'll have to say that they kind of squiggled a little (laughs) bit, but overall, I think she did a really good job. Would you Mm. eat? I'd eat this one. Bad decorations and all. <laughs> We've got Maddie's tiramisu vertical layer cake. Maddie. So this Maddie, was, Maddie, Maddie. yeah. So this was a this was a supposed to be a vanilla buttercream with coffee in the sponge and in the mascarpone filling. Obviously, it's a, a take on mm. tiramisu. Um, he struggled. Oh he he first go at buttercream. He said it looks like someone's sick, which is highly appetizing. Thank you for that. Uh, pretty sure he curdled it. Um, and then he tried again. And it curdled yeah. again. You just which which led to Noel's most interesting statement of the episode, where he said, if it goes wrong, we'll just key Paul's car. <laughs> okay. Um it looked fine. Yeah, it didn't really look kind of like boring. Anything. It looked like a weird mushroom. No, right? Um, but because he'd curdled the buttercream so many times, he actually ended up with no buttercream at all. So just the the coffee mascarpone, yeah. I think, was what he ended up icing it in. Um, so it, it ended up being very strong coffee it, it flavors. Was very much the um, dare ice coffee in a cake vertical cake format. <laughs> Paul said that will wake you up in the morning. <laughs> they also said it was a muscular, muscular cake. cake. What is a muscular cake? I think they. I think they just meant it was like a really big a hit of coffee. Punchy. Ugh. <laughs> yep. Uh, bless. Um, would you eat or yeet? Yeet. Yeah, I'm gonna yeet. It didn't look very good to me. It looked boring. All right, <laughs> dance rhubarb and custard and vertical layer cake. So he brought the rhubarb from his own garden. Um, lovely so he had a fresh rhubarb compote and then he was going to cover the cake in a cream cheese icing as well um this was so pretty it was like this was a 
pretty little cake and I was like, I could see this at Very like, French. you know, a fancy little tea party. Yeah, like patisserie. Yeah, it was so pretty. I was like, wow, like look at that. Miniature versions um, of high tea. Yeah, or even like just have that and then like like as the centerpiece and like mm, slice it up. Mm, yeah, very cute. Yeah, no, pretty. Um, they thought it was beautiful. The judges said it was a beautiful cake. They said it was very light. They said it was Moorish. They said it looked like a tiny circus tent. Which kind of did. Which it did. I'm not angry at it. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I thought rhubarb and custard, thought- great idea. Creme patissier in there, great idea. Like... Yeah, silky and, and and really like. gives the texture that you need that a buttercream can't really because buttercream is smooth and yep but it's but not, not silky. silky and it's yeah because it's or, not or even it's not it's gonna sound weird, but it doesn't like, have that slipperiness like a custard because it doesn't yeah. have protein well it doesn't have eggs so yep. it doesn't have the whatever it is that makes it anyway uh <laughs> so Great. i definitely eat this one. Yeah. Yep, I would eat this one. Bleu. All right, Keith Dad's chocolate orange vertical layer cake. This little Halloween uh, so number. So this one was for his – all right. Uh, this was for his dad. Um, it's his favourite. His dad yeah. loved sweets. Um, so it was ganache. Uh, and he also had some orange liqueur in it, and apparently he upped the brew, the upped the booze for Prue. Um, he said, "Usually I wouldn't put this much in, but I'm going to put lots in because that's how Prue likes it." Um, I agree. Looked like a Halloween cake. I was like, "Oh, well, it is really yeah, spooky season." It's, it's, um, I don't know about this decoration. I don't think that was his intention. No, I don't think he meant for it to look <laughs> Halloweeny. He would have said otherwise. Um, but Prue loved it. She said it was delicious, absolutely delicious. I and like Paul the agreed. idea of that kind of dent, like sponge cake with the really light cream mm. that's just really singing with orange. I think it's a good way of doing it. Um, yeah. Would you eat or eat? I think I'd eat it. I don't know. I love a Terry's chocolate orange. Like I love a Terry's chocolate orange, but I think – both the people who did the chocolate orange flavors went like dark chocolate, whereas the beauty of the Terry's chocolate orange is that it's more milk chocolatey. Mm, I like both. I probably actually prefer dark chocolate over milk chocolate, but I do like both. So mm. I think yeah. I'd eat it, but probably not a big uh, slice. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna eat it, but under protest that the, the decoration is so bad. Sorry, it's just it looks a bit amateur. To me anyway um tasha's black sesame and yuzu vertical layer cake our first outing for yuzu of the season we should we should keep a running tally of how yeah. often yuzu gets used so tasha decided she was going to do a genoese sponge which i thought was interesting um and she did it with a sharp Lime and yuzu mm. curd. So everyone else has gone for a more, more robust robust sponge this uh, in this challenge, and she was a bit worried that it was probably going to be too light, and, and Paul was concerned mm. about that as well. I'm starting to wonder if, if she's going to be Noel's <laughs> playmate this season 
because uh, she went along with his nonsense immediately. Um, she had a bit of a blunder. She managed to use the wrong baking tray, which meant that it, yeah, it tipped it did something weird the and sponge like and it ended up, up and, uneven. Oh. Yeah, so it wasn't wasn't even. Um, so hers ended up being another sort of barrel-looking one and, and Paul actually asked if she'd sat on it. Um, Prue said there was too much filling to the cake, so the balance was off, but she seemed to like the flavours. She said it was very unusual and rather delicious. Um, Paul said, yeah, less filling, more cake, and it would have been delicious. Um, he said it looks terrible, but I love the flavours and the textures. Um, and as they walked away, Noel said to the interpreter, I hope you softened yeah. some of Paul's rudeness. We had another um, Paul, like, in the background shot, lurking in the background, that's the word, which was, uh, I don't know, it's a bit odd. It's a bit creepy. I mean, he's, he's there to judge. Yeah, but it's the way it's they set to... up the shot. It's, like, just weird. Is it different to how they usually do it? No, because he's, like, it's I not feel like, like it's he's a pretty next common to shot. the desk. Saying, he's just lurking, like, behind her, so that, yeah. but she's always facing the front. So it just yeah. looks stalkery. It just, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you eat or you eat this cake? I think I'd eat it. Yeah, I'd eat it on the flavours. I think the flavours are good. Mm. Can't really go wrong with it. No. Uh, was that all of them? Yes. We're done. Yes. <laughs> so, on to... So, next up, we have... Our technical bake. Yeah, Ooh. and a classic but not a classic. This one was very different. It felt um, uh, kind of simple. Like, Well, yeah, so what it was um, was they basically said, we want you to make the great British Bake Off chocolate cake with the missing raspberry from the opening yeah. credits. Also, can I point out that I've never noticed that a raspberry was missing? <laughs> you all now. Everyone else was like, oh, my God, that missing raspberry. I was like, what are you all talking about? I've I never mean, noticed that. Oh. I had to lie awake at night thinking about it, but I knew that they put the raspberry in. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, yeah, just playing it up to the camera. I guess. So it was two layers of moist chocolate sponge covered and filled with mm -hmm. a silky smooth chocolate ganache topped with fresh raspberries, and they had two hours to do this one. Um, they didn't get a ridiculous clue this time. You know. Yeah, it was very so straightforward, wasn't basically, it? Basically, Paul was just like, it's the most iconic bake-off cake. It has to look amazing on the outside and the inside has to taste and look good too. And I was like, what? Like, where's your, where's your unhelpful hint? Pretty, I, yeah, I mean, that's not overly helpful. It's still pretty generic. Yeah. But like, I was like, okay, so I'm not, I'm not raging at like the silly little, like almost a poem haiku type thing, but mm -hmm. I'm also kind of sad because I didn't didn't get to rage at it like mm, okay can't have it both ways apparently Sarah. not um so apparently this is more like a, a chocolate fudge cake um yeah and so sounded like the challenge was going to be getting it shiny enough 
um, but also cooling things enough. Yeah, that's. I think that was probably the trickiest part. Agreed. Yeah. Like making a chocolate fudge cake, pretty basic. It's just a mix things in bowls type cake. Mm. So not overly hard. And I think most people did pretty well with the cake. Mm. There was only maybe one or two people who they really criticised it. It was, yeah, whether they got it done fast enough to get the cake cooled down enough. So that, especially that middle layer of ganache, mm. we, we saw a lot of comments of it being too liquid. Yeah. Um, so that seemed to be what differentiated people quite a lot, mm. I'd say. Um, I, I like that it's kind of nothing too crazy for the first technical, especially because I'd say that vertical layer cake was quite an effort. Mm. So it was like this was like not chill, but it was more about pre- precision and getting your timings right mm. rather than... Mm, having to do some like obscure West European pastry pie with really specific decoration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause Although like the number of times decoration is specific, but, but, but they knew hard. what it was like yeah. everyone, but everyone knew what it was. It's not like a, and then you're supposed to like write opera on the top. Cause it's an opera cake. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, yes. yeah, it wasn't. And they could have done like an opera cake or something. Cause that's cake week. Like, well, they've, they've done it before. I'm sure they've done opera cake as a yeah, signature. I think they oh, have. Sorry, I, technical. And I've seen them done as um, showstoppers as well. Mm. And where they really go all out. All right. So what we're going to do this season for technical bakes is we're going to say, based on the judging critiques, who we think are the tops and who we think are the bottoms um, with the caveat that this week that um, we're just going to discuss tops because, God, it was hard. I made a mistake and I forgot. <laughs> I only did tops. But we, we predicted these ourselves before we heard the judges' comments, uh, before we mm. heard the judges' results based on their yes. commentary and what we saw. Yeah. So, Sarah, who are your top three? Reveal them to me. So I thought the top three were going to be Amos, Saku and Abby. Mm, I thought we're going to be the top okay. three. Yeah, good selection. I think I had Abby and Amos in my top three as well. And then my third was Dan. I may have forgotten Dan existed. Wow, what for you? <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. My mistake. <laughs> So those, those were the, the three that I thought would be the tops in the technical. Mm, uh, yeah. And, I mean, you got two of them, right? Yes. yes. All right. Yes. So uh, the top three of the competition were in third place was Abby, in second was Amos, and in first place was Dan. So mm. really not, not a great one to miss at all. No, my mistake. My mistake indeed. Dan really showing doing well so far like they loved his raspberry and not raspberry rhubarb and custard cake and he got first mm. in the technical so i think cakes definitely seems like something that he's had a bit of experience at um yeah who we had in the bottom though uh the bottom three were in uh what's the ninth place was rowan although that 
Yeah, so he had the wrong his his ganache was the wrong color. It mm. was too milky and it was messy and but then they said it was nicely made, so I was not expecting it to be. I mean, I not think so they good. really were so close. It was really hard watching these critiques that got twenty oh, seconds. Absolutely. So they really only got one bit of commentary. So it was like they must have just really been pretty maybe not quite challenging enough. Perhaps. Mm, mm. So yeah. in tenth we had Nikki. Um, it was a nice cake, but the colours weren't right. Um, Nikki did some weird things. She was putting her ganache in and out of the fridge trying to cool it, which I understand, but she thinks that that may have contributed to her ganache splitting. I think it would have. And then she also broke the cake while putting it on the stand. Yes. I don't, yes. I don't understand. Why don't people decorate on the stand? Like, why would you do it on one thing and then have to go through the drama of trying to slide it off? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the, the breaking of the cake as you put it onto your decorative stand at the end yeah. happens so often. And like part of it is because you're rushing. Mm, but mm. like also like how do you push the cake off the thing? You can't. You'll put your fingers in the icing like and then you've got fingerprints. Like a cake etiquette thing. Like because that's, that's yeah. a decorative plate versus a workspace. Yes, and I, I get that, but also. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so in 11th, we had Tasha, mm -hmm. um, again, someone who was like stressed about the ganache. Um, she actually didn't want to put the ganache in the fridge because she was worried about it not being shiny. Cause obviously if you, if you cool the chocolate down too much, it sort of ruins it and it, it goes matte and loses its the yeah. gloss. Oh, also in this segment, um, Alison was talking to Tasha about sign names and, and she gave Alison a sign name, which which Alison really enjoyed. She asked if Paul had a sign mm -hmm. name and Tasha was talking about how sometimes when she's speaking, um, she has trouble getting words out. And so instead of saying Paul Hollywood, she'd once said Pollywood. I mean, perfect. And so her, I know her sign name for Paul is Polly, like the parrot. And I was just like, that's cute. And she's like, don't tell him. And I was like, well, he knows now, babe. <laughs> Do you think Paul watches back the episodes? I don't think he does. <laughs> You're probably right. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that's pretty common. But she but. was um, she was one of the ones who had trouble with the ganache being warm still. And I think that's mm. possibly why her cakes, you could see that there were two cakes instead of it looking like one as well. Because it sort of bulged. Yeah, that was definitely in the middle. Something that separated the the bottom out from the top was the yeah being able to see the two separate layers. And then Dana was in twelfth. Um, yeah, Dana. so she cool. she was wrong right from the start. Unfortunately, she put double the amount of chocolate in the sponge mix, um, and then her ganache like set in the fridge. She managed to sort of loosen it back up, but um, it did mean that it, it was not totally smooth um, and it was too fudgy, which is probably a, a byproduct of having too much chocolate in the mix. For sure. It's probably almost like a brownie. Yeah, and then the texture than a cake. And then the texture was, was too dense. Yeah. So that was our technical bakes. Gosh. They were a bit of a bit of a samey samey, but also a bit of a roller coaster. Mm. All right, so next up, we've got The Showstopper. And this week, The Showstopper was a 3D animal cake. 
Yeah, so it was cake-shaped and decorated in the form of an animal of your choosing. From a Kattenberg to a Snakewell tart. Which I thought Snakewell tart was great. Kattenberg was fine, but Snakewell tart, yes, thank you. Brilliant. And they've got four hours. Um, I thought this one could be very... It was going to be a challenge of flavor versus flavor and texture versus structural integrity. Mm, yes, um, we did see and, a bit of that kind of to and fro of of if, how structurally sound you want to make it. That did really impact um, the texture. Of some of their cakes. For sure, um, yeah, especially so, some of the bottoms. But, I mean, it's just, especially like, and we see it every every season when they get to the, the biscuit mm-hmm. building challenge. So I'm, I'm not shocked that it, it, it happened yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. So, Sarah, before we get into the bakes, why mm. don't you tell me what would be your cake it till you make it moment for the showstopper? So as long-time listeners would know, um, Sarah does not bake. Uh, she barely cooks. Um, she loves but to if eat. If you though. had a magic wand, what if would I had you a make magic for the showstopper? So I think I would want to make something that gave clues to what it tastes like inside, which, mm-hmm. I mean, you and I have talked about before is that, you know, I think both of us like it when there are visual clues. And I realise it's challenging when you're making something sweet that has to look like an animal because animals don't generally speaking taste sweet but I was thinking I'd still like there to be some sort of visual clue or Mm -hmm. something that feels like thematic and like my immediate thought was like maybe like a banana bread monkey except I don't like bananas (laughs) Uh, well I I like bananas but I don't like cooked bananas but like you know monkeys are associated with bananas so I was like thinking more about it and I was like okay so if I were going to do this and could do Uh this I would make a panda oh yes with panda. And I would make it with like no, although <laughs> fair, but no, I would go with like a matcha sponge uh-huh. with like a yuzu filling and like a black sesame buttercream. Yep. Or maybe red bean instead of yuzu. I'm although I worry that the red bean would make I it don't too think like, would like red bean, I'll be honest. I love red bean. Yeah, um, but I guess um, I'd probably want to use fondant on the outside, but I, I find it to be terrifying magic and also wand, not always so, super fun know. for eating. Mag- magic one, magic but I reckon that's what I. Yeah, but I reckon that's what I. That's what I'd go with is like a panda with like those sort of like. I know they're more Japanese than Chinese yeah. flavors, but yeah. yeah, that's sort of that's sort of where I think I'd Love lean it. towards, and I feel like that's still got that sort of thematic thing, and I. Yeah, or maybe like a mooncake type flavouring. But, yeah, anyway, that's what I would think. How about you? Uh, so I would have to do Sombra, my cat, of course. <clears throat> like, how could I not? And um, he would only have three legs. And then I'd, I'd tell my heart-wedging story of how I was away for Christmas and he had an accident and I had to rush back home to him and then pay a lot of money. Yep. But he's my baby. Uh, so much money. I'm just glad they yeah, found him, oh, honestly. He's doing great. Um, so I do Sombra, and I think my flavours would be pretty traditional. 
I think I do mm. like a because he's a smoky color, so he's like um, white undercoat with a gray on the top. So I think I do like a yeah. coffee with it's a very pretty kind of thing for the oh. fur. So you like do it, and so it's milk chocolate and um, white chocolate or dark yeah, yeah, yeah. And cho- dark chocolate maybe even in there. Yeah, do the yeah, trifecta. Yeah. Um, mm. so yeah, it'd be all about chocolate and coffee. Yeah. Cute. And I do it like how Tasha did hers with the fur being the buttercream rather than fondant because yeah. screw fondant. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting looking at, um, who used fondant and who, mm, who went for yeah. like more of a texture with piping. Um, oh, I, I, I can appreciate can both. Visually I both stunning. I just don't different like being fondant. Talents. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, sometimes just, it gets really thick. It's usually armadillo flavored, and I just yeah. find it doesn't always go with things. And it's just so sweet. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about them. So, first up, we've got Abby's Herbert yes. the Herdwick cake. Little sheepy sheep. It's very, sheep. very cute. Yep, and so this was a ginger sponge, mm-hmm. which, like, already, hello, yeah. yes, 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 please, and thank you, with a salted caramel Italian meringue buttercream, yes. rhubarb jam, and then, like, a hazelnut praline crumb. Now, Tasty, I know you've explained this to me before, and hopefully you remember the answer because I'm going to ask it again. Oh, yeah. What is the difference between Italian meringue and... Swiss meringue. It's in the, the how you make the meringue. So yeah, there's so there's actually three to make it even more complicated. And this is off the top of my head. I'm not looking it up on Wikipedia. There's French <laughs> meringue, which is mm. where you just do it like how we do it, where it's just beat into egg whites raw, the sugar. And then Hmm. Italian and French are similar off the top of my head, which is where you heat the sugar to melt it down and then you pour that into the whipped egg whites and it cooks as it beats. And that sets a stronger structure, but textually it's not as nice. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, And the the same with buttercream in that you're using the meringue mixture to form the structure yeah. and the lightness um, and make it fluffier. Make it yeah. fluffier, yeah. So, yes, uh, Italian buttercream, very cute sheep. She did some Rice crispy treats as well. <gasps> so yeah. cute. So cute. Um, I actually thought... I actually thought Herbert was one of the more six. Like I actually, I actually think overall, I mean, they everyone all actually did a really good job like in terms of decoration. To look like to varying degrees of success, but right? You'd look at it and you right? go, "That's a dog," yeah. or "That's a yes. turtle," whatever. That's a dog. The only one is yeah, one um, person that we'll get to that I thought. Oh, even then, it was still kind of obvious, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Um, so the judges said that there was real character to it. Um, they loved mm-hmm. the rhubarb jam. They said it was excellent and also said the cake was. And she got a really good job, Abby. Caramel so and well done rhubarb. there. That's an interesting combination. 
Because rhubarb is quite sharp and sour. Because rhubarb, it's not like super, yeah, it's not super sweet, right? So I I think that could be quite yeah nice because even with the salted caramel, that's still going to be quite sweet. I worry if they're too kind of um, flashy. So I, I think. Yeah, and then the well, rhubarb and ginger. And you've got the go ginger, together, which has a I bit of spice. Ginger and caramel definitely goes well, together. I don't know. So maybe they yeah. do just all mix well, yeah. Mm. For sure. Yeah. All right. Amos's I think it sounds. Walker on a wave cake. I think it sounds amazing, and I would love to try it. De- what was no? It was specifically dense caramel sponges. So this was caramel sponges with apple buttercream. Oh. Well, yes. So Amos said they were very dense sponges, which Paul was very concerned about. Um, they were dense. And it took him like, ages to get the them cooked. Like they took dense. forever to bake, <laughs> and then, and then they took forever to, and then they took forever to cool. And then he was like, and then he was all like, "I'm going to build without any supports or dowel or anything," and they kept falling over. Because he'd run out of time. So, like, nothing was cool enough. The buttercream was not solid enough. Because, like, like I know buttercream can, like, set quite heavy. But, like, not if you're rushing. Um, and they were just sliding all over the place. It wasn't even he that should have had dalves as a backup. Like, he really should have. some of the like, others. It was, you got to have. Some of the others were probably a similar no, size, I'd say. But the turtle was probably about the same size, I reckon. You reckon his yeah. looked and the lobster as well. Oh, you think? Okay. I um I I thought I thought it looked like what he said it was going to be, which was a cheap knickknack from the Yes, that just sits on your shelf that you bought from the $2 shop. Yep. Yep, yeah. that's what it looked exactly what it looked like. Like the, that like that cheap porcelain, little porcelain. Yep, that that they're made in molds and you got the hole in it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what mm. it looked like. Yeah. Um, but he looked very defeated and called it a piece of poo. Which, well, I feel for him, but I feel like he just didn't think it through. I don't know, man. And, like, and knowing the challenge, like you really have to consider timing in these challenges. Yeah, you can't just be like, oh, I've done this. I know it works, but it's like, yes, but you had much more cooling time and you really have to think about that and, and learn how to balance between what is time effective and what is structurally effective. Mm. And you've and got to find they... a sweet spot. And it's, not, it's mm. not easy. It's not meant to be easy, though. No, but, like, when they when they cut it open, you could see that it had been, like, compressed, mm-hmm. I guess, by the, the fondant. Um, Prue said the cake looked a little doughy. Um, and then Paul, Paul was, Paul was a bit mean in this round of judging. He's a bit like, meaner this year, isn't he? Well, I thought he, I thought we were going to get a softer Paul because he was hanging, handing out hugs. Um, but bad apparently not. He said it's tough as old boots. And dry. Plus the weight of everything has concertinaed it in. It's very dry. You kept it in the oven too long. And Prue said it was very stodgy oh. and oversweet, so it was not a good judging no, it for really Amos. Wasn't. Poor guy. No, it was not. Yeah. We've got Christie's Raspberry Ripple Duck Cake. Beautiful. Loved it. So she made um, sponges with fresh and frozen raspberries, which I, lo- I love. I love mm-hmm. that. That's, that's nice. Um, she had a raspberry and amaretto jam and a white chocolate ganache. 
Um, and she said this was because when when her daughter was younger, they'd go and visit the ducks at the pond, which feels very British to me. Very much so. Um, she used modelling chocolate for the head, which I thought worked out quite well. And um, she painted a lot of detail. I thought this was very effective looking, although I thought the <laughs> eyes were a bit creepy. That's, no, I thought it looked like one of those wooden ducks. Which, yeah, which is what she was going for. But I yeah. feel like the eyes were still a little bit too tiny. Like maybe there's a camera in tiny, them. creepy eyes. Icking. <laughs> Whoa, ick, ick. Um, Prue said that yeah. is a raspberry cake. Lovely. And Paul said it was really tart, so, which is always a good thing. Um, but Paul didn't say that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. So, yeah, well done. Thank I think you. that was super that's effective and she did really well. All right. Dan made mm. his Bruno cake, which I'm glad we only got one dead dog this episode. Mm. The other two were alive. <laughs> like, I was like, how many dead dogs are going to be here? Oh, Bruno. Um, yeah. Yep. So this was chocolate sponge. Um, ganache and then two tone chocolate French buttercream. Um, Prue said it was totally adorable and that the cake looks great. This is a great. man um, who has made many judges... a his birthday cake for his kids. I can just see it like in his um, yes signature bake and in his showstopper. They felt very kids' cakes to me, but from a like he also puts them on Instagram and mm. I love it. Yeah, like he's. He's clearly very practiced. Elevated. Very, I think he's yeah, elevated. quite detail-orientated, but also doesn't seem to overload things. Like, it's not mm. – like, the cake, the, his his no. um, signature was very simple. He didn't, his decoration he didn't seem to be running out of time. Stripes, but because it was clean, it looks good. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the judges I seemed really impressed great. with this one as well. Dana made my amazing mm-hmm. Gracie cake. So this is another dog cake. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yes, this one. Uh, so this was a banana cake uh, with a cinnamon crumble with peanut buttercream. She um, took a photo of her dog's eyes and had them printed on edible paper and... Oh, it's such a detail. I hate I it. But also I hate creepy. it so freaky. Freaked me out. Can you see my dog's soul? Horrifying. Um, <laughs> it looked good from the front, although, again, I was, like the paper eyes did, like they looked real. I was like, no, creepy, ick. Ugh, ugh. Um, I thought the texture that she created was really clever. <laughs> Just need some like fake dog teeth that look kind of like no, real thank you. to make it like no, thank one you. of those. Horrifying. Um, I don't know how she got the texture that she did because I'm pretty sure she put fondant on this cake as well. So that was really interesting. Yeah. Like the head looked yeah. really good. It had emotion, but then the rest of it was just a bit Well, meh. Like they said, it was very um, flat. Paul asked, what happened? And I think the fondant was too heavy for the cake. Dana, on the other hand, tried to suggest that she's quite a flat dog and she needs to feed her more. I mean, great improv comeback. I just have to say, she 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 made several information points in yes. there, which like fleshing it yes. out. I was like, perfect comedy yeah, it was moment. Great. Good work, it was Dana. Great. Like, I want to see more of this from her, where she's just got good comebacks Same. to everything. Um, they did say that the peanut was quite dominant, um, and Paul didn't get any banana at all. So I think this was like a middle of the road one, which this is such a stoner person cake. 
Like, I don't think that's her intention. I'm not implying anything like that on her. But just the flavours, I was just like, this is what you make when you're like, when it's like 3 a.m. and you're stoned and you're like, I just, just really put, feel like I'll just put right half now. a jar of peanut butter in the cream. Like... And it doesn't even have to be in cake form. It's like, oh, I'm going to make, like, toast with banana and peanut butter on mm. it. Like, that's the vibe it's giving me. Mm-mm. And, yeah, it, like, I'm not surprised she got the favour balance wrong. It's hard. Those are three very different types of flavours that you need to balance quite. Um... Peanut butter is strong. And banana, unless you're doing it like banana cake, yeah. is not. Like, if you just do it, if you, especially if you don't want a dense cake, if you're trying for something a bit more sponge-like, yeah. it's going to be harder to get the banana flavouring because you can't just use mushed-up bananas. No, because um, the moisture content goes all weird and stuff, so. Yeah, so, and it, well, it just would be too heavy and the sponge would collapse. Yep. Um, yeah, so, hard ask, and I, yeah, not my favourite, but uh-uh. not the worst. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, Josh made his mum's Highland cow cake. It was so cute. It was so cute. Oh my god! So this was unfortunately, unfortunately, I would not eat this. But (laughs) um, so because it was a coffee date and walnut sponge uh, with a maple syrup caramel and a cream cheese icing. Yeah. Um. So he said that his filling, I guess, the cream cheese icing. And the maple syrup caramel, it's quite stiff filling, which was to try to help with supporting the head of the cow, which was quite heavy. Mm. Um, adorbs. Like, bang on. Like, how clever. How clever did it look? Like, just... It looked great. My only criticism, and this is mm, kind of minor, but aren't those cows known for being fluffy? I mean, hairy. Why was there not hair on it in some description? Well, it, it did. Because it was it, flat fondant. Yeah, but the hair was obscured by, the, like, the hair obscured one eye, and that was very Highland like, cow on the body of the cow, aren't they? We knew it was a Highland cow. Okay, fine, but, like, I loved it. Um, I still loved it. I still thought it was adorable. Uh, Paul know. said the coffee and dates worked really well, but he, he felt like there was a lot of buttercream. Yeah, when you saw the, like, cross-section view, it looked like he made a lot of the shape with buttercream rather than mm. the shape with cake. Yes. And so yes. that that's a kind of defeats the purpose because, yeah, then you just get this huge just mouthful of buttercream where you should be getting cake and buttercream with every fork stroke. Correct. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We've got Keith's Maisie cake. So Maisie is his little old poodle and um, <laughs> Prue laughed and said, so what you're telling us is... If your cake looks terrible, it's just because she's old. <laughs> and Keith was like, yep. Sure. Uh, so this was uh, lemon and orange sponges with a charcoal-coloured orange buttercream. Um, <laughs> I thought Keith wasn't going to get out of his rice bubble and marshmallow mixture. It he got absolutely trapped. Sticky, wasn't it? <laughs> um, this one was pretty cute. Yeah. Um, it was, it was dog. second best of the dogs. Mm. Um, Paul said it was rough and ready um, And I did appreciate the rough Oh rough, yes, rough. it had like the head that was just kind of Almost floating on top, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a yeah. little bit weird, wasn't it? It looked a bit like um, a puppet almost 
Yeah. But he, he said also it was far more elegant inside. Um, he said it was a straightforward cake, but it had the right level of flavours running through each layer. And can't Bruce said it was delicious. So, so you, you can't you can't be unhappy. Yeah. All right. Now we've got Maddie's Mardi the Cocker Spaniel. And this was a lemon sponge with lemon curd and fresh raspberries with Swiss meringue buttercream. These flavours, I think, sound lovely. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Um, Maddie struggled with his food colouring. <laughs> Maddie struggled with a lot this episode. Well, that too. Because um, the Cocker Spaniel should have been black, uh, but um, it was a, a grey Cocker Spaniel, which is interesting. <laughs> I felt like it was missing um, some definition, but you could tell it was a dog, right? Like you could you could tell that's what it was supposed to be. It or, Like Paul said, it looked like it had been run over. Yeah. Which, I mean, it wasn't like, yeah, it kind of did look like that. Bits of it, it was squished. Bits of it yeah. definitely collapsed a bit. For sure. Um, Prue said it was a nice cake. Uh, she liked the flavour. But then she said she'd never seen a spaniel that colour, and Maddie said me neither. Maddie, see, this is the difference between Maddie and Dana. Maddie yep. just goes to the truth. And it's yeah. not going to surface him well. It doesn't make us good TV. It's not good TV. Like, whereas Dana just comes back with a great quip. Great. Don't feed the dog enough, obviously. Yeah. She's a very flat dog. Ma- Maddie, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Maddie. Let's, you know, British are meant to be known for their wordplay. Indeed. Speaking of wordplay. Yeah. Nikki's <laughs> always beavering around Kate. She made a beaver because she dressed up as one once. No one in this show is a grown-up. Absolutely not. Um, Prue, I mean, everyone was laughing constantly. And then Prue says, I'm not even sure I know what a beaver looks like. Everyone is dying. And Nikki says, quite sort of shapely. Yes. And everyone keeps dying. Uh, so <laughs> the flavours of this cake uh, were a chocolate and rum sponge with a blackberry jam and vanilla uh, vanilla cream. Um, and the beaver did have a name. Norman. His name was Norman. Um, Noel and Paul were very impressed by this fact and uh, both gave Nikki a handshake. And uh, then Nikki also took pains to tell us that it was a boozy beaver. Mm-hmm. Um, from the rum, I guess. Yeah. Um, I thought Norman was mildly terrifying. He looked like if Humpty Dumpty was a beaver because the shape was very egg and beavers aren't really an egg shape. No. It came off as much more cartoonish than... It was very cartoony, but they didn't say they couldn't couldn't be. It was pretty adorable. I was was frightened. But, like, (laughs) when it came to the judging, everyone was just more... Like, everyone was dying. Everyone was dying dying. Prue was like, so Nikki, tell us about your beaver. And Paul had to turn away. Prue's face was covered and Nikki had to turn away. Everyone was just, and had to take a deep breath. And Prue was like, so Nikki, tell us about your bake. I feel like Prue thought they'd cut the first take and go with the second. I wonder if she'll be... (laughs) How annoyed you'd be at that. But you know what? They probably asked her first if it was okay. Because it's a good moment oh, look, of TV. And Prue, I think, uh, Prue strikes me as not being prudish. So I think um, she would have been fine. But I think she was probably just doing that thing where you give them options. You know, yeah, you keep rolling, yeah, yeah, you give yeah. different options. But it's pretty funny. Um, 
The judges seemed pretty happy with how he looks. Again, I thought he was terrifying. Um, but they were concerned about heavy and thick the fondant was. Hers in particular really was like a shell, a yeah. shell of fondant with like stuff like scooped in the middle. Um, and the cake came out solid. Again, bone dry was. Uh, I think this was the second cake that 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 Paul said was bone dry. Yes. Um, he said to Nikki, "Do you think you overcooked them?" She said, "A little." Paul said, "A lot." They must have been pretty overcooked then. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Rowan made a cosmopolitan lobster cake. So this was a. Um, was I drunk when I wrote this note? Valencia. That's not what I wrote. Um, Valencia, Valen- Valen- Valencia. Valencia. I don't orange. Know. Orange. Yeah, that's a type of orange. Yeah, I've written. I've written Valenian. The, um, the orange Valenian sponge. Couple. I couldn't mean. I wasn't drunk. It was this morning. Um, sharp lime curd and raspberry coolie. There was cherries um, involved in this I, as well. Oh, were there? I missed them. So he, he themed it on um, Cosmos, which yes. is cranberry juice, orange liqueur, and... Oh, sorry, there's a raspberry coolie. Oh, no, you said cherries. Yeah, I don't know. and I think he was subbing in cherries for cranberries, but cherries mm, not, okay. don't taste like cranberries at all. Not at all. So Not at all. He was trying to up the flavour, um, taking on board the feedback that he'd got the day before, which I appreciate. Good on you, Sunshine. Uh, but he upped it too um, much that it was just a mess. Yeah. Um, I liked the serving tray. I like that he put it in a, a pretend Lobster little, cage, you know, crayfish yeah, cage yeah. thingy. Um, so it was really nice presentation. Very master um, chef. Yeah. So uh, as you say, Paul said it was almost tutti fruity and you can't identify mm, the different like, like flavours. Like bubblegum flavour almost. Exactly. Um, but he said it was still nice. So it kind of been, you know, all bad. But Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe like that tropical juice where you can't really pick out the individual fla- fruits that are in there. It's just kind of mm. sweet with a slight tartness to it. <laughs> but not yeah. orange juice. Anyway. Um, I thought it looked cute. I like the idea of a lobster cake. Missed opportunity to reference Rock Lobster, but, you know, mm. that's just me. Uh, Saku, Tikiri the turtle cake. So Tikiri means little in um, Saku's language and it's also her husband and her son's middle names. Um, This was orange and poppy seed Mm -hmm. sponges with orange buttercream, which I love. I love an orange and poppy seed. Yeah. Cake? I think it's, it kind of makes sense. I think it's an un... For a turtle cake. I don't know why it just does. Mm. So I I actually didn't think this looked super appetizing. Um like sure it looked like a turtle, but I feel like you could have had colors that were less earthy. Muddy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I sort of looked at it and it I thought almost oh. looked like closer to a baked Dirty. pie because it was like that kind of yeah. cream, coffee-coloured base, and then you had, like, the browns and the green tones, and it was very, yeah, very it, earthy and just kind of didn't pop. It needed a bit more pop It just it. didn't – it didn't give me this is a cake. And I suppose that's what sometimes people are going for, but, like, 
I also don't necessarily want to eat it. If yeah, I like it pick. doesn't wow you. You're just kind of like, oh, that's cool. Almost like it's more meant to be on like, is it cake rather than bake off? Judges loved how it looked. Um, but unfortunately, this one was stodgy um, and overbaked quite yeah. dramatically, which is never good. Yeah, well, this... wrong, wrong sort of yeah, drama. Yeah, she did really great in the signature. They seemed to quite like it, and then she kind of flubbed this one a bit. Hmm. Mm. That being said, Saku is unhinged <laughs> in a great way. Like, she sounds like she should be I a really, really fun person her. to hang around. I think so. Once she got over, like, the terror, I thought she yeah. was quite good fun. Actually, I even quite enjoyed her terror. Not, not, not oh, no, her terror. Yeah. I enjoyed how she yeah. presented. Anyway. How she processed Who's terror. next? <laughs> yes. Uh, last up, we have Tasha with her Robin cake. Oh, yes. So this was a dark chocolate and ginger button cr- <laughs> buttercream <laughs> with... Italian buttercream and also she had tahini, I think, in the sponge and also in the buttercream, yes, I think, was both. where she yes. put the tahini. Um, so she made a lot of cake and they were like, well, they all sort of made in bowls. So she got that round shape. Some of them, I think for the Robin's like head. the top and the bottom were round and then she had layers yeah. in the middle. Yeah. She had a moment where she wobbled a bit because she ran out of red buttercream, but I think she must have had enough time to make some more. Um I thought this was very striking. Like you could tell it was I think a robin. It looked like a robin. I think it looked like I don't think it looked the bottom annoyed me because they're like, oh, it looks like it's in movement. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, I don't know. It looked weird. You thought it was just Not messy? Messy. It just it didn't have it was just kind of ended. There was no legs. Yeah. Yeah, there were no legs. I thought that was kind, I kind of, of like a woman would have liked to see her maybe pipe i don't know i don't know how you do it Make i thought the wings were sort of like well the, the wings were sort of chocolate shards the wings look great and i think I that, that because was an effective way but see i think that if she'd had the wings down instead of like out and back it wouldn't matter that we couldn't see the legs because it would be more like it was sitting yeah whereas because they're uh, wings were out. It did look like, like it was in movement. So where legs, were the legs? The robin's legs, from memory, are quite delicate. So you could probably do it in like pipes and chocolate legs. So like if it was sitting and just put the legs out the front, kind of almost like it's comically mm. sitting. Because it did have, it was a little quite expressive. And, you know, with the wings, the way she did them, it was expressive in that way as well. So I think yeah. having chocolate wings yeah. and chocolate legs would have probably still worked. I think that just would have mm. finished it off for me. But otherwise, I thought it was great. Mm. I, I love... Well, the judges were really happy with the appearance. They said it, it looked like it mm. had personality. Um, Prue said not too savoury or too sweet um, because she was thinking, saying that she, she thinks of tahini as being very savoury, but there wasn't too much of that in, in the cake. Paul had a bit of a bastard <laughs> move. He um I knew I knew he was going to do it because he was quiet. Oh yeah, for an inordinate it's amount so of time. He's doing it now, and he goes, "I don't like that, Tasha. I love it." And I was like, "Go stick your head in an oven, Paul. That was mean." It's not um, that it's mean Prue, to me. It's just dumb because it's like not the first. Prue thought she was going to have a big battle. She was like, I was going to go to the wall to defend Tasha. No, but yeah, so it worked out. The cake right. wars of 
2023. <laughs> 23. <laughs> that was all so that was of it. our showstoppers. I thought overall uh-huh. I was impressed. I was I quite happy. I feel like yeah. everyone had some decoration skills up them. Even the orca, it was a clear distinction of orca and where the wave was. And with the time that he did, he yep. made it look effective, Amos. Like, it was effective, I thought. Like 100%, I said, oh, yeah, it, this is an orca on a wave. So I thought even the people who struggled still got something that looked like what they set out to do, even if it maybe needed a bit yes. of more time or refining or fixing of cake. Yes. So overall, Agreed. I think everyone really, no one made any major, major mistakes. Um, it was just bits and pieces. So, wrapping up the episode, we love to know who is your flan favourite for the week, which is kind of like our star baker, but it doesn't have to be the person we think did the best. It was just who we thought was our favourite from the episode. And Sarah, who is your flan favourite? So, for me this week, it was Nikki. For giving the judges and the hosts the gift of getting to be silly about the word beaver over I mean, and that's over. that's a gift that does keep on giving. Of particular note would have been Alison saying that she doesn't like a dry beaver and uh, Noel responding with, am I in a carry-on yes. film? Perfect response. Um, magical. Thank you, Nikki. Flan favourite yes. for this week for Sarah. It's very, it was very Mrs Slocum moment. <laughs> Yes. And if you don't know what we're talking about, look up Are You Being Served, Mrs. Slocum Pussy. Uh, the best sketch that she does. My flan favourite this week is Saku. I just thought she was lovely. She had a lovely little mm-hmm. journey on this episode um, mm-hmm. and she just gives great camera. Like She just sounds like someone yeah, who's Yeah, I fully... think she's going to be energetic, a little bit unhinged, but also just in the best, in the nicest think, possible way. I think like, she could be she a star. seems very genuine. Yeah, I think she could be a star yeah. this season. Yeah, I absolutely. hope she doesn't crash and burn too early. Me too. So the end of the episode, and obviously one person goes home and one person gets named Star Baker. And Sarah, who was Star Baker this week? The man <laughs> I forgot about, Dan. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone was surprised in this. He killed the first two challenges. He did really well in the last one. Like, just kind of... Cake clearly is something he's done a lot of. So, Mm. well-deserved. We'll see if he's doing the other stuff, though. Yeah. Mm. That meant that this week, I think unsurprising to anyone, Amos left the team. I was actually a little bit shocked. Oh, because he'd done so well in the technical. In the technical. Oh, second, second or yeah. third. But he did so bad in the signature. But then I, I went back and I had a look at my notes and I went, oh, yeah, never mind. His signature was not great. I'd forgotten yeah. about the terrible drips. Just yeah. Not I just clearly not his week. And it was really hard to see because you could tell it really upset him. Like most, most people so kind upset. of take it with so a bad. little bit of grace is not the right word. Stoicism, it's very British, mm. um, and, and just be like, well, I guess I'm a first out. It was inevitable that someone had to. That's how the odds work. Or they know that they did yeah, a really bad sure. job. 
Um, yes. But I think he just really wanted to be there. And I hope that he walks away with this and remembers that he did beat out a lot the of people stuff. to get on that show. He does have the talent. It just wasn't his time. No. So that is Take Off for the week. Season 14, episode one. Done. So uh, if you'd like to find us. Did you want my pun of the right week? at the end. Spoiler alert. Oh, okay. Whoops. I didn't know. Oh, whoops. No, I'm not Cut that. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't have the run sheet. All right. So if you'd like to find us. Um, don't look at my drag Instagram because I never update it. You can see what I'm cooking on my Instagram at do you even bake bro or one word. And Sarah, where can people find you? At Shalarina, but like I don't update oh, it very often either. You can look at stuff that's really <laughs> old. <laughs> well, don't look up Sarah. Um, do what you want. I don't care. Um, we do also have another Instagram, which is at Superfans Pod, I think that's what it's still called. Or have I changed it back from us from Faster Chef? Let me have a look. Uh, which we also never update, and I'm terrible at updating. Oh yes, it is Superfans Pod. So if you also like to find us on our yep. on our Superfans Pod, it is at Superfans Pod on Instagram. How many times can I say at Superfans Pod? Um, We'd also Possibly like to flank, flank, yeah, flank him. Come out from either side. Thank Glenn Gore Phillips for his music that he provides to us every time. We appreciate it. And do we have a sound engineer credit this week? No, because I I have my own ah, microphone now. Yeah, so thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Um, and Sarah, why don't you take us out with a little bit of a pun? Well, unfortunately, it's not oh. a pun. My favourite pun of the week this week was the whole breadfather skit. Okay. It was good. What's your pun? I love the call-outs. My pun? Oh, I had to. I thought I was picking my favourite pun from the show. (laughs) And that, my friends, is why you communicate properly. (laughs) Whoops. Go team. So what is your favourite pun from the show, the skit? It was the breadfather skit. I thought it was so smart, you know, swapping the loaf of bread for a horse's head in the bed and crumbs in the sheets and Prue versus Prue and all of it loved it. Prue versus Prue I thought was the best part. So funny. She kind of almost looked like Grandma Yetta from The Nanny. (laughs) So good. So good. All right, then. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we'll be back at you in a week with a new episode of Biscuit Week. Biscuit Week. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. It's biscuit week. I love illusion cooking and baking. I can't wait to see this. I think it's going to be so good. So excited. All right, everyone. Have a good week and we'll tune in soon. And remember, we're all super flans. Super Super flans. flans.